Therapy. I appreciate you tuning in today. Peace and abundant blessings to you. I hope wherever you are, there is sunshine and that you have joy, you have peace, you have everything you need and more. That is my prayer and hope for you today. Um, and I am going to talk about a subject that I've talked about quite a bit on bad thought therapy. Um, what I understand is that when you have bad thoughts, you will probably get bad outcomes. And it is until you change your thoughts that you will see new outcomes and better results. And so I do bad thought therapy to shine a light on, to be aware of the bad thoughts and how they are affecting you and what to do to transform those bad thoughts into healthy ones, toxic thoughts into ones that empower you. And it takes a high level of awareness and control, but you are built that way. You are built to control your thoughts. Now, you may not control a thought coming in, but you can control whether or not it stays in your mind and you can control what you do with the thought. Let me say that again. Some thoughts appear. They always do. And if we're really honest with ourselves, we all have negative thoughts. We all have toxic thoughts, crazy thoughts. Sometimes you're like, why in the world am I thinking that this is not a part of my character? They are there for many different reasons. And one of the reasons is spiritual warfare and I want to talk about spiritual warfare but I'm specifically going to talk about one of the most powerful things you can pray or you can say when you feel like you are um, in an intense moment of spiritual warfare and I say intense moment because you're always in spiritual warfare whether you're aware of it or not and this is why unfortunately many people end up you know, in pain and suffering. And sometimes you're like, well, why, you know, this person seemed to have it all. Why were they feeling depressed? Or why did they do this? They didn't even have to do this. They had so much going for themselves. They didn't have to kill anybody. No, spiritual warfare is real. And the reason why people, we're not stopping it is because we don't acknowledge it. You know, we want to intellectualize why people do what they do but everything cannot be uh, understood from an intellectual or rational or logical point of view some of these things don't make sense because they're not dealing with sense they're dealing with the spirit and if you don't learn how to fight spiritually and it can be exhausting and you, you can't you got to be strong you got to have you a good prayer warrior team. You can succumb to spiritual warfare. And when you look at the news, that's what I see all the time. You, you will see it in the news. Some things just don't make sense. And it's because they're nonsensical because the root of those problems have to do with spiritual warfare. So I just want to say this. Number one, it is real. You don't have to believe in it. It believes in you. 
there is a real dark force and there is real a force of light and these forces what they look for what they need is a host to operate and you have to make a decision what you're going to be are you going to be a host for light are you going to let darkness emanate through you it's up to you it is not something that you is forced upon you you choose what you're going to let operate in you yes we all have dark thoughts we all have these crazy wild thoughts they will pop up for many different reasons but here's the key and i say this on the podcast a lot i want you to imagine your television almost every house as a television or think about a computer you control what's on the screen if you don't want to watch a particular show you get your remote and you change the channel if you don't want to be on a certain website you simply click a button and you go to another website your thoughts are like that you have to be really intentional about i'm not going to think about certain things certain people i'm not going to let the enemy sometimes we think our enemies are physical but sometimes our enemies are things like discouragement worry um fear those those can be enemies too yes we do have physical enemies and that's a part of this podcast and what i do and you know we i talk about spiritual warfare quite a bit but you first have to make up your mind because the enemy is going to try you your spiritual enemy that wants to kill steal and destroy is always lurking knocking and you have the choice to say no and resist but you have to first submit yourself to the almighty god and i'm not talking about religion I'm not talking about reading anything or going anywhere. What I'm saying is you have got to make this connection. You got to talk to the one who made the sun and the moon and the stars and the planets that we know of and those that we don't. You got to set aside that quiet time and draw close to him and seek his face out. You got to be intentional. God, I want to know you. I want to know who you are. I want to be close to you. I want your presence in my life. You have to invite him in because he's not a gangster. He's not going to do a home what invasion. He's not going that's not how it's going to happen. He's going to knock at your door and you have to open the door and open him into your heart and surrender to him. Surrender and submit yourself to God. Talk to him all day every day. You got to you got to just be talking to him. We we talk to everybody but the one we need to talk to. And I've been there. You get on the phone and you just trying to find somebody to, to to tell your story to and not one of those people can help you. But the Lord Almighty, Yah Elohim, Jehovah can do it all. And you need to go to the one that can, can help you and pour it out. And then you need to always not sometimes I I don't say this enough, these two things enough. You need to give thanks. Be grateful for your life that you can go to him. be grateful for his presence that he is a loving god that he is a forgiving god that he is a god that provides that he is a god that forgives you need to you need to just express gratitude for the things that you do have yes we all all have problems it doesn't matter what your race is your socioeconomic status is your education is it doesn't matter if you're loved or not loved it it your marital it doesn't matter We all have problems, but we have so much 
in our lives to be grateful for. And you got to go to God and thank him for that. Because I say this, almost every episode, I let you, I remind you, you can't take your next breath without it. I know I cannot take my next breath without him. And you need to remember that and express that gratitude. And then here's the thing that I don't talk a lot about, but I did mention this in my last episode on Take Action. Be still. You know, I've learned that when, I, when I'm trying to do something, and I'm always trying to do something, I'm always giving birth to some idea, some, something that I think is creative. I've learned I can pray, I can go to God, I can ask for wisdom, discernment, I can ask him to show me, tell me what to do and how, but I need to be still. Because many thoughts will come to me after I do that prayer. The enemy hears too. So I need to wait, I need to be still. And know that I know that I know that God is the one giving me the action. Now, I also say that God will work all of it out for you good when you know well, He He's a loving God. Don't let anybody fool you. The evil that you see in the world is a result of men. It is a result of people, humankind, deciding that they want to rebel against God. And instead of doing good, and instead of expressing love, instead of wanting to empower, they want to oppress. Instead of wanting to give, they just want to be takers. They want to be, you know, it just it's just painful. But that is the choice that they have made. God is love. And the world doesn't have to be as it is. You know, you hear about what's going on in different countries. The day, and I got to do a podcast on that in other places in the world. Where, you know, you know what's going on in Ukraine. And I'm thinking, and I said, you know, this is a good title for a book. If you don't write it, I'm going to write it eventually when I retire. But King of Bones. These people create situations where you're ruling over nothing but bones because you destroy the place you're trying to rule. You created bloodshed, sickness, destruction, and that's what you've made yourself the king over because instead of letting God be the one in control, you want to be in control. And it's fake anyway because you're going to die. You don't really, if you do get control, it's temporal and it's limited. It's only one person who can be that can control the world, and that is God, Yah Elohim. And you can deceive yourself because the enemy is a deceiver. He's a liar. But as a result of your lies, there is great suffering on this side and the other side. And so I, I'm, I'm just amazed. And, and when you look at these, these um, like war situations, it's about power and control. This didn't even have to happen. And you know who's suffering the most? The women and the children. The women and the children. That is what is who is suffering. King of bones. But I wanted to come on and I want to talk about spiritual warfare. It's real. And when you feel like your life is, you you feel sick or you feel like, you know, you just don't feel good. You have this general feeling of malaise. And it's more than physical. You really feel, when you're in tune, you feel like, okay, I'm feeling this negative energy towards me. And it's very possible that it could be there. Because there are people out there who may not wish you well. Jealousy is real. It's something that people, some people struggle with more than others. Um, just some people are just negative, And they really are hosts for our spiritual enemy. And they may be aware of it and be in full cooperation. And they may not even be aware of it. 
but you have to know how to protect yourself. And so you have to pray against the enemy. You have to pray for your protection, for not only you, but for your children and those people that love you. You have to pray for that and be empowered by that so you will be strong and and not get weak and give up. You know, there's a scene in like in some you know movies that you know Hollywood sometimes will depict this. And the only issue that I have with sometimes with movies when they have like these spiritual movies is they always show God as sort of being weak, but He's stronger than the enemy. He's more powerful than the enemy. What enemy will ever be, and He's always going to be victorious in the end. Even if a person is lost, God is still on the throne. And so you got to be strong. And so you can be exhausted, though. And so I want to I want to tell you what to do. And here's what I have learned. There's some scriptures that I pray, but one of them is Luke 10 and 19. But I'm not going to read that one today. I'm going to come back to that one. But the one that really gives me a lot of strength and power, and I have not told my story, and um, you know, completely, but I have a story to tell. And I have had a nemesis for all of my life. Someone that just has just worked overtime to slander my name, to put me down, to call me names, to just point out all of my flaws. And and, and at a certain point, I realized that no matter what I do, I've tried to, I know I'm not perfect. I'll be the first one to say that I'm not perfect and that I have flaws and I have shortcomings, but I have tried, I really do try to be a righteous person, do the right thing, um, be a law-abiding citizen, to do good, to, to do the things that I know God has called me to do. And But this person is, is just, and it's not even about this person just having this unnatural hate for me um, and has expressed this over and over again with words, in letters, in phone calls, you know, just all of this. It is it is not good enough that they have it. They want other people to have it too. And so this year for my birthday, I got an eight-page letter from this person. I didn't read it because I don't read the letters anymore. But my daughter read the letter. And this is what really got me because I, the last, I thought the letter that I got about maybe three years ago that I thought was the worst ever. My daughter said when she read this eight page letter, she said, this is not even the worst because I stopped reading them. But that particular one I read a couple of years ago. And what is so painful is that God has given a lot of grace and mercy to them. And this is why God said, those who are merciful shall receive mercy. I am, I do whatever I do because God has been good to me. He has been merciful to me. He has been good to me. And so God has given me mercy. I have, I tried to give that to other people. God has forgiven me. I forgive other people. Some people are, they could be literally the poster child for hypocrisy. They needed help and they cried out and people helped them. But if you cried and you asked them to get, you lose everything. They not only don't, not only want to help you, they not want just help you, but they don't want anybody else to help you either. And this is real. And so I'm a person, I'm going to tell you something. So this, I'm 58 years old, almost 60 years old, and I've had to deal with this almost for six decades. And my daughter and I, we had a really powerful talk after this letter. We, 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 we She talked, she ministered to me. I'm just going to have to give my baby a shout out. She ministered to me and something clicked. 
I've always been a slow person. <laughs> like, how, what do you think? I try to work with people. But something in me clicked. And I realized, because this person is basically communicating, they don't want me to breathe. They don't want me to be alive. And when I got this in my mind, when, I, when it clicked this time, and I realized that my life and my child's life is in danger, I went into a different realm of spiritual warfare. Now, I have had little things before, but not like this. This has been something that has been a sort of like a cloud or a shadow over my life. And let me tell you, people's curses and negative proclamations over your life can have power if you don't know what to do. You have to understand that people will try to weaponize the Bible. They will distort it. They will, they will twist things. And they will try to, and depending on the position that they have in your life, it can have some power until you know the truth. So you have to be mindful that this is real. But I'm going to tell you that you can break free. I'm going to keep doing these um, podcasts on spiritual warfare. And you have to understand that when you know that you know that you know that you're a child of God and that you are trying with everything you got to do the right thing, for him and for people and then you fall short and somebody is just constantly hounding you about your imperfections when they have so many they have broken all 10 commandments and every almost every scripture in the bible and yet they're pointing out all your flaws all your mistakes and they're bringing back up that is the enemy that is nobody but the enemy and they will have their reward And what we do is, and this was the mistake that I made, I spend a lot of emotional and mental energy on them. And really, in some ways, what I realized, I was trying to just please them. I was trying to get them to think that I was something different than what they thought. What they feel for me is really sort of unnatural because animals even do a better job of loving you know, their offspring and other animals. And so I just said, you know, something's going on here. But when my daughter ministered to me and, and, you know, I didn't read the letter, but she was, she didn't tell me everything that was in it, but I could tell from different things she said, my life is in danger. I said, okay, I have to make a radical move because I want to live. And I don't know. I, and I, what I was doing, this is the mistake we make too. We are de- dealing with spiritual warfare because it's not the person. It's what's inside of the person. We try to understand it. That's a mistake. Stop trying to understand it. For 58 years, I've tried to understand it. What is it? Somebody could point out my flaws, but at seven, I didn't do anything. You know, at seven, it's not too many things I could have done. You know what I'm saying? So if somebody is mistreating you and abusing you and you're seven years old, then that means that it's something else. So I spent a lot of time trying to figure it out. Don't waste your time. It's not going to make sense. You know why? because it's nonsensical. It has nothing to do with um, logic and reason. This is irrational. Because if someone has done everything in the book that's wrong, and you never hear them talking about their mistakes or anybody else's mistakes that the people that they love, but they just want to constantly just, just remind you of everything you did wrong in the book, then you know that's the enemy. And that's don't focus on the person. That's the first thing. Second thing is, you have to let them go. You're you're not safe in their presence. And that was another mistake that I made. I continued to try to go along to get along because I thought that's what, it's, at one point now, I thought that's what God wanted me to do. 
that, you know, I, you know, I didn't want to have unforgiveness in my heart, which I do not have unforgiveness in my heart. I don't hate anybody. I don't hate this person. I don't, I haven't forgiven this person. I don't have any really bad thoughts. But at the same time, what I realized is this person does not want me to breathe. So when I'm in their presence, I'm actually risking my life. My daughter had been trying to tell me this over and over and over again. I was thinking, well, no, you know, this is not what, you know, God wants to see. God, forgiveness and reconciliation can only take place when a person is trying to reconcile with you. If that person, if you're saying, okay, well, I'm going to just be around this person because I feel like I have some kind of duty or something or whatever, but that person really has no real reconciliation and mercy for you, you're risking your life. Relationships can only exist when both people have mutual respect. When people no longer see you as a human being, when for some kind of way, because it's spiritual, because they're they're demonic, the demon resides in them and it rules in them, they don't even see you as a human anymore. So they're attacks on you because they forgot I'm human. Just like, you know, you made all those mistakes and you fell short and you did some really gross, evil things. And I know you want forgiveness for God. Where's my mercy? Where's my forgiveness? And I and then, you know, to have my daughter tell, well, you didn't really even do anything. So that's another thing. But I won't be the judge of that. I will let God judge it. But I'm just going to make peace with God. Let me read this to you because I'm, the light going to come on. Psalm 27 is one of the scriptures that you need to read and you need to pray when you feel like you're under spiritual attack. This is Psalm 27. I'm going to read it now. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord, be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face, your face, Lord, I will see. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me. O God, my Savior, though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressor. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes. For false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord is my favorite. In the land of the living, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory 
to Yah Elohim, you have to pray that prayer. That covers everything. You have enemies. You have spiritual enemies. Don't try to understand why. That's what I spent so much wasted time and energy trying to do. Don't try to prove to those people that you are not bad, that you you are a good person. Don't even try. Because if you're in right standing with God, you're in right standing. Yes, search yourself. Yes, be humble and ask God to sh- search you. And when you don't have the right attitude, and you're not, you are doing the wrong thing. God, let God convict you and you try to improve. But you, when you know in your heart you don't have any ill will towards anybody, you don't have any unforgiveness, you don't have any bitterness, and you have released people, and they just constantly attack you, and you just minding your business, you just getting up going to work, trying to make a difference, trying to be light, trying to be salt, and they can't stop. That's your enemy. That's the enemy inside of them. And those demons, when they dwell, and they are they project that energy out towards you, you got to fight. Because it can have power if you let it have power. So you need to pray Psalm 27. Read it every single day. This is just one that you can read. This is one of my favorites. Uh, Luke 10 and uh, yeah, Luke 10 and 19, I think it is. Also, I love Psalm 91. But keep praying Psalm 27. And then this is the thing, and this is the hard part. When you let people go, I think for me, I was also afraid of being judged. And and being judged that I was bitter, even though I wasn't, because I've chosen, I'm not going to deal with this person anymore. My life is at risk. And they have basically said to me, indirectly and indirectly, they don't really want me around. They don't want me to breathe. They don't even want me to be alive. And when my daughter read this letter, and you're talking about eight pages, and by the way, it was on my birthday. It was on my birthday. And this person had written me a letter like three years ago, and I remember just crying. I remember you know, it was this letter and it was all these bad things about me. And I was like, wow. And you got to understand, y'all, I just get up and go to work and come home. I just, this is the honest to God truth. I get up and I go to work and I come home and I try to, you know, through my business, I'm trying to eliminate illiteracy. I mean, I'm just trying everything I can to be honorable to God. And it's this, and I'm, I'm telling you, it's the enemy. But I used to feel guilty if I stayed away, I would think, well, God doesn't want me to do that. I, and then I finally started to say, okay, well, no, God doesn't want me to be tortured. God doesn't want, you know, you, there's a biblical story, and I want to end with this because the light's going to come on soon. And it's the story of David, the one who wrote Psalm 27, and his son, Absalom, his own biological son, was trying to kill David. You see, it doesn't matter if it's family. It, it, you could be related to that person by blood. And, and again, don't try to understand it because the enemy, is you just got to do his job. Demons have to do what they do. And so his son was trying to kill him. And because David was such a good person, he didn't want his son to die. Even though his son was trying to kill him, he didn't want to kill his own son, his own biological son. But you know what had to happen? He had to die. Either David would have been killed or he would have, or his son and or his son would have been killed. And someone killed David's son. And not for him, because David didn't want his son to be killed. And David grieved his death, even though his son. And this story, and God just reminded me of that, that like it does not re- matter. And just like when David put in there in verse 10, when he says, Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. That was there for a reason. You know, I teach 
rhetorical analysis to my students. And he chose those words because you got to remember that David's own father had rejected him when the prophet came to David's house to find the next king of Israel. His father, David's own father, presented every son but David. Because they couldn't even believe that David would be chosen because he was considered nothing. Sometimes you are considered nothing by a person, but you are everything to God. Sometimes people think that you are the worst of the worst and you are the apple of God's eye. It is because when the demon is filled in them and all they just feel with so much darkness and bitterness and it's a distraction, it's the enemy working so that they don't have to deal with themselves. It's a tool. I get it. I get it now because it is a tool for them to cope because they have done, when I tell you they've broken all 10 commandments and some, but yet you'll never hear them talk about that. It's just the offenses and the faults of everybody and anybody they can talk about. Rebuke them in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And continue to pray this prayer. And there are more. I'm going to come on again and the red light is on. Y'all know what that means. I got to go. But I love you and we're going to live. I'm going to live. I will live and, and I will not die and see the glory of the Lord on this side. I'll be in the land of the same for you. Believe it, fight the good fight of faith. Take care.